Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Red Men News, your daily dose of news about the Red Men. Um, Ross. Uh, I'm Paul Machin, this is Ross Chadley. Uh, we're going to dive into it in a moment, but yeah, just to let you know, we are brought to you in association with theathletic.co.uk. Uh, you can get 50% off your yearly subscription and a free month as well thrown in for good measure by going to theathletic.co.uk forward slash News as an exclusive discount. Um, for our viewers and listeners on this channel. Uh, get involved with some of the best Liverpool reign in the world today, right now, featuring uh, James Pearce, formerly the main man at the Liverpool Echo, the wonderful um, writer that is Simon Hughes, and the whole host of sports journalists from around the Premier League and the world as well. One thing I've been doing is following the Man City stuff, because I think it gives you really good insight into what's going on in your rival clubs and stuff that maybe you don't get in the bubble of social media. You get in the opinion of professionals, so you can get over and get involved with that. Um, James Pearce has been writing, um, Ross, uh, an article today which we're going to focus on. Uh, how does Oxford Chamberlain get into Liverpool's first choice 11? Uh, and, and I think, as we all know, the setup for this, the 26-year-old now boasts five goals in his last six appearances for club and country, as many goals as he managed in the entire 17-18 season. Yet there's one big hurdle Oxford Chamberlain still needs to clear, finding a way into arguably the most formidable side in world football. What do you what do you make on Pierce's thoughts on all this? Um, yeah, I understand what... You know, everyone wants Oxley Chamberlain in in the side because of the goals that he provides, the way that he plays. And I think you know, <clears throat> I think there's still reflection on last season of all the draws that we got, and we were crying out for a Chamberlain, and we missed him. And all the things that we're doing around the social media was just going screams against Man City, and everyone's going, "That's what we need." Uh, I just think you have to be careful and balance the side up. I'd love Chamberlain to start every game for Liverpool, but I think you've got to be cautious depending on who you play. So we played like some Man City who are quite attacking, they provide a threat. Mm -hmm. The fact that we go forward with our full backs, yeah. I think you commit into much more. Not that Chamberlain doesn't do the tracking backward or defending. Mm -hmm. And I also think there's the other side of it where people go, gee, disappears in some of the games. Well, Henderson's not the flashy, doesn't score the screamers, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Yeah. I, I'm just going to sit on the fence. I trust, well, there is no... I trust, I trust Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. But, I also think Chamberlain provides something else to the midfield. Absolutely, and you know, Pierce goes on to say the reasons are part physical, part tactical, and they talk about in here about his rehabilitation process and also about what he, what he, what you know what we need him to do, as you kind of allude to. So yeah, if you want to get that, go over to the Athletic uh, and read that article from Pierce in that one. Hi, Sai, you good? Yep. Amazing. Um, this from the Express is a little bit concerning about Andy Robertson's availability um, for the upcoming games. Like I, might, I originally read this. Um, the headline of this is like uh, Robertson might not be available for the, for the weekend and was like oh wow is his, is his injury worse I've heard a few rumblings coming out of the Scotland camp and we all said it at the time we, we suggested that Robertson probably wasn't he needed some he definitely needed treatment but he probably wasn't so bad that he couldn't have played maybe and that's just our speculation that's, we don't know if there's any truth in that <coughs> Steve Clark has been asked about this and he's refused to rule out um, 
using the regulations that surround international squad withdrawals. And there's, there's some interesting quotes. And I think a lot of this, Ross, is a bit of fear-mongering, I think. A lot of this is an opportunity for Steve Clark, I think, to kind of show the Scottish public what kind of man he is, because he talks about, you know, just from my short time at Kilmarnock, I don't mind a fight if I have a fight, as long as it's for the right reason. If I do have to fight, I'll face a head on all. I need to be strong, I'll be strong. But in the moment, I don't see any value in it. Uh, he's talking about the squad in March, and I think there's really interesting, because he could basically turn around and say, well, if Robert was not fit enough to play for us, and it means he must be injured for Liverpool, and these regulations say, I think it's five days after yeah. the end of the international window. I, I think this this year is that it becomes a case of not wanting to cut off your nose despite your face. You have to be in a position where you can get your best players. I think he understands the dangers of him yeah. going down this route. All speeches would have pissed Robertson off. Oh, that's really yeah. good from Robertson to be in, in this side and have, have the ball in his court. Go, well, if you're going to say you're going to like not be able to play for Liverpool at the weekend, I'll probably just be injured again next time Scotland play. It's probably not fortunate, but Scotland are about ten points behind Russia and third place in the group at the minute. So whether Robertson played probably wouldn't make that much of a difference. Mm. Um, but like you said, he, you know, he, <laughs> Steve Clark says. Well, I'll I'll use that. What what he can do, he just uh, looks like a prick either yeah. way, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, if he does does do that, I would obviously love Robertson to play. But you know, what's the worst case? Liverpool, you put Milner in there. Yeah, sound. I think it, I, again, I, this smacks to me of because you kind of it's it, is this article kind of wraps up. It says you don't want to cause upset between players, clubs, and international managers. I've also have to take it at face value that every call off is an injury call off. The only one which, for personal reasons, was Matt Phillips. Everyone else was flagged up as an injury by their club. You don't want to harm the relationships between players and clubs. It's easy to say, invoke the five day rule. So I think this is this is it's in, it's actually really really interesting because I think he could do, but what he's kind of driving at here is. Uh, but he says I'm not sure there's any winners when you do that. Puts the player in a difficult position. If he want, he'd have to. What he's saying, he'd have to, he'd have to go and say. No, I think Liverpool are lying. I think Liverpool have told yeah. Robertson to lie. Okay, well, what does that what does that do? It puts you in a pitch battle with the club. It puts Robertson bang in the middle because you then you ultimately doubting either Robertson's integrity or you doubting his his commitment to the country. And if you're playing that God, if you're playing that jingoistic sort of nationalistic card, there's going to be tons of people who jump behind, who jump behind that. And then what have you done? You've hung your captain out to dry in the eyes of the media and in the eyes of the, in the eyes of the fans. So it's it's it looks to me like right now, as you said, I, I don't think it's that important. I, I, I can't see Steve Clark making a mountain out of this. For the majority of players, it would this wouldn't be a story, would it? But it's because Liverpool are top of the league and fighting for it. It's gone yeah. oh, actually. Let's yeah. call some shit. Absolutely. Um, just briefly, Divock Origi. I don't know if it is, I guess this is real. Have we checked out whether this yeah. is real? A, a portrait of Divock Origi is a movie that's going to be coming out directed by Gabriel Moses. Sure. Great. I'm sure we'll all watch that when it comes out on DVD. And we're giving it as a present by, well, if it was gifted by the company, that'll be fine. I'm happy to review it if you want us to. Um, anyway. I can't start this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, goal, uh, reporting. Um, Brazil manager Tite has been talking about Fabinho and his place and his growing confidence as a footballer. We know that he's not, he's just not a mainstay for that Brazilian side at all, but he says Fabinho's built a, built a positive growing. Great. All the times he played, he played very well. Uh, and he brings confidence from his club to the Brazil national squad in a natural way. You can feel it. It's not that you can only see it, you can feel it. Fabinho is playing his normal football in a role that he also has at Liverpool. He came off the bench. The Brazil haven't won a game since winning the Copa America. I, I, I'm in this awkward position with this. I'm, it's great that he recognises it, but also I'm not upset that he's not playing because we've just done the 
podcast on Monday on the Redmen TV YouTube channel. We looked ahead and we looked a little bit at what Liverpool have done in the last period, Ross. Mm-hmm. Fabinho is one of those lads who's played a lot of football. The less football he plays on the international is actually the best of us. Good for us, but you know, if you said how, how good he is, we'll start him then. Yeah. <laughs> if he's that good. But also no, don't start him. But it's also good in the sense that he, he recognised that in the sense of, you know, he's won the Champions League, he's won the Super Cup for his national manager to say, yeah, actually he's come back and he's he's been brilliant, he's good. And so he should do he's probably the best DM in, in the Premier League at the minute, so yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Um but yeah, Tito's a little bit of fire. I guess it's Fernandinho, um unless it's um Casemiro. Casemiro, yeah. Um anyway, uh, the mirror. Um, are reporting with the wonderful headline which is guaranteed to garner lots and lots of hate on social media which is probably where it drew our attention Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson compared to Tottenham striker Harry Kane that's fine but it's being pitched as somebody has claimed uh, you'll never believe who, oh, yeah. who who has claimed to be world class in the England team it's Jordan Henderson Micah Richards um, and I think Michael Richards speaking to Radio 5 Live said Harry Kane is world class in midfield there's no other world class midfielders Henderson you'd argue Henderson's world class because of what he's done in consistency and what's not he's won a European Cup he's been consistent over the last three or four years yeah it, it really is it's hard to write off a Champions League winning captain um, and then he admits it Sorry, you know what? I'm going to go with that statement. I'm going to say Henderson is world class, and a lot of the work that he does goes unnoticed because he's not getting ten assists a season or so in ten goals a season. Spot on, absolutely spot on. I think you know in that in that stuff. I think Henderson goes a lot under the radar, but it, it, he's also fallen foul of this this analysis thing. I can see why loads of people get wound up by it because, and this is good for Jordan Henderson because the second you win those big trophies. All these really based logic football arguments get chucked out the window because you can just throw, well, what, have you, what does he want? Oh, well, he's captain of the European Cup winning side. Is Henderson world class for you? I don't want to sit here and spend dedicated time um, bashing Jordan Henderson. I don't think, but I don't think it's unf- I don't think it's bashing Jordan Henderson to say that he's not world class. I think he's in our system. Okay. That's a fair statement, isn't it? I think for the work he does, I think I, I agree with some of the points that he makes of like say not getting ten assists or whatever. But I don't think you get what you have in Jordan from lots of other players. And we saw that when he came off against Man City, and we, mm-hmm. he took three players to try and replace the, the work that he does. Yeah, that's why I said it's, it's, in our system he is. Yeah, I, I just don't think Michael Richards' point is very well constructed because yeah. ultimately he's not. It's this whole like because of his consistency and this and that. They, it's like, it doesn't, clearly doesn't watch Jordan Henderson play football because no. you'd be talking about because of his, his drive, the way he drives the team forward, the way he, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, exactly the way that he presses on the front foot, the way that he he he, he, he widens the pitch by by playing wide, the way that he makes all that he, he does a lot of the running for Salah, creates space for Trent Alexander protection. So yeah, I, this just feels like a you know an opportunity to cash in on some clickbait, and I'm sure, I'm certain there's just going to be if someone sees. Henderson world class going to be loads of people kicking off I don't think anyone really thinks Jordan Henderson is world class but also I don't th- again I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with Jordan Henderson I think Jordan Henderson is brilliant I genuinely think he's brilliant but yeah I think that gets that's the difference he, if he's not world class he's therefore shit isn't he Yeah, in the eyes of the internet yeah absolutely well I'm going to lose my battery on this laptop very soon because okay. I'm an idiot so okay. let's move on with this uh, Liverpool offside uh, I've said I've, I've pointed out that Jürgen Klopp has been nominated for great coaching moments of the year uh, the Sports Journalist Association's you UK Great Coaching Moments of the Year Award. Fuck me, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, the award folks on one extraordinary result in a game that showcases a manager's talent for bringing out the best in his or her players. 
club's being honoured for is a copy. The game the club's being honoured for is obviously the Barcelona 4 0 game. Um, good. Other matters in contention to win are Gareth Southgate, John Blackie, and Melanie Marshall. I've no idea what any of those things were before. And I guess, obviously, Gareth Southgate with England. Who's asked? I, I don't know what game that is. That, what? Anyone let me know? Do you know, Sai? Can't be the Euros, can it? No, the World Cup, sorry. Must be. Oh, yeah, they beat Panama 6 0, didn't they? Um, it wasn't this year, though. Yeah, yeah. The Nations League, did they win a semi final in the Nations, a quarter final in the Nations League or something? Probably. Who gives a fuck? It should be Aiden Klopp, right? Um, Maybe he's getting a bit in his waistcoat. We're going to take. We're going to take. your thoughts on the things we discussed in a moment. We just want to draw attention to this because I can. Uh, I made it to 100,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Thank you very much to anyone who's watching this who subscribes to this channel and subscribe to mine as well. It, it was up on the screen. I know it's gone. not. Um, yeah, <laughs> internet will get us back there any moment. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just want to say thank you very much to everyone. I've done a, a special video on that channel drawing questions from a load of the, the, the cool people I've met along the way. So there's questions from uh, Chris Pajak. Sorry, Ross. Um, there's, there's answers about Ross. There's no questions from yeah, Ross. Guess Page, Mark Goldbridge, uh, Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV, uh, Lawrence McKenna from the True Jordy podcast uh, mm-hmm. and the kickoff, etc. Uh, James Sutton, Nick Blood. Uh, God, there's loads. I've completely forgotten on loads. There's tons, there's tons, there's tons, there's tons. But yeah, some, some mad and interesting stuff in there. And again, it's on youtube.com uh, forward slash Mage TV. Uh, so you can check that out. It's very, very good indeed. the book. And we wrote a book as well, Ross, didn't we? We wrote a book about the Champions League. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking God, hell. This is, it's, worse than, it's losing the plot. It's losing the plot. Um, right, we'll get to comments on all of this stuff before everything kicks off. Sai, what have you got? Uh, Josh Owen says Southgate's been nominated for dropping Sterling. Haha. <laughs> 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 um, Paul Young says if Robbo was missing, then it'd be a good game for Larucci to play with Milner in front of him to offer some protection. Milner isn't a long term answer. Yeah, I, I, I may be, but I. I I think that it's such an important game this off the back of the international break and what have you I, Milner's going to be fully fit because he's not he'll have just been on holiday yet for the last couple of weeks and what have you he is our best he's our third best fullback. yep so for me I understand but I don't think you sack you, I just there's too much of a risk playing well, Lewis 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 Lewis, I don't think he's even been playing left back for the others has he I think he, he's been playing four up front back, at times yeah. and playing on the wing so I, I know I, I understand that logic to me makes sense in the, at the back end of a season too risky well you know if, if, if you're not playing for anything or everything's done and dusted I agree with that but at the moment James Milner's one of our best players you, you want as many of your best players in there as possible Um Stephen Saw says, if Mo is injured, I agree, Rigi will come in, but do you think young Harvey Elliott could be on the bench with a view to getting game time? I know he's a young lad, I just think he has that bit about him. Again, if 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 Mo's not if Mo Salah's not involved, Origi starts, and I think you might find him on the bench, but then realistically you've still got Lalana, Oxley Chamberlain, Naby Keita, possibly Milner. Shakiri. Uh, no one knows where Shakiri where Shakiri's up to. I'd like to see uh, Elliot and I'd like to see Booster more involved with stuff. Yeah, look, I personally, I, I think Harvey Elliott should be involved all things. I think he's, he's going to be a generational talent at the moment, but um, maybe a little bit too. We've got too, we've just got too many available players, and I think there's a seniority pecking order to that. I don't think Harvey Elliott's got a problem with that, and uh, I think you run the risk of creating a problem if you do if you do upset that apple card. Uh, we've had a comment from Joey Murray, and he said, "This is fair enough." Southgate was nominated for how he handled the racism in the Bulgaria game. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah, absolutely fair enough. Like. 
No, no, I didn't know. I just wanted yeah. to take the piss out of Gareth Southgate in England. I'm not having otherwise. Um, no, but it's yeah, fair play. But um, uh, yeah. City says Ox should start against Palace to add another attacking threat. The Palace back line is shit scared of pace and forwards running at them. Yeah, I um, I wonder whether that is the case where we've got a lot of we've got a lot of football coming up. Uh it's it's, it's whether with the, the Champions League the Champions League looming as well, whether we think that Ox is that, that's what we're doing with Oxford Chamberlain, he's gonna be part of our like, you know. Champions League say aside for those next couple of games just to make sure he's finally up to speed would never be shocked to see him in field with Genie and Henderson in it because no. we, we clearly like that with Ox as an option off the bench but yeah I, I, look I, we're in a position now when we said this on the podcast pick pick a Cater pick an Ox pick a Gomez pick a, pick a even pick a Lallana to a lesser extent fine fine just like to have a good squad yeah. Um, Joey Murray says Brazil are just playing friendlies at the minute I can see Fabinho starting the meaningful games it'd be weird though because he's not played he's not been playing to, to not get him involved in friendlies and then to drop him into competitive stuff would be it's all a bit odd it's, it's, Brazil's sure, a very been weird playing better than, you know, Fernandinho's been playing centre-back and Casemiro's mm. not been I don't know I couldn't tell you what Casemiro's been doing but you look at again fine I am not going to kick up a fuss over all this because we need uh, we need Fabinho. Fabinho should start every game for us this season. That he's that he, yeah. he's that good. Um, the more minutes in his legs, the the, the better, really. Um, right, we'll do one more comment. Sorry, um, Mike Sutton says Milner said Zahar is the best he's played against. I don't really want to see him on the right at the weekend. Palace are on a bit of a tough run, so we should have enough to get past them. But but this, but this, Zahar plays from the left, doesn't he? Predominantly, I think that's. I think I'm right in saying that. I think, I, I think he usually does. I'd be interested to see maybe if. If Hodgson sees whoever plays left back instead of Robertson, hundred percent could be yeah. a weak point, and then maybe yeah. he pulls him over and tries to get him running at them. But equally, that's where Trent struggled against Saha. Yeah, and, and you every you, every fullback in the world, even the best fullbacks in the world, would struggle against Saha because he's so fast and his close control is so good. You just got to trust the rest of your team to be doing the business as far as as far as I'm concerned. Got a little smile on your face, are you right? No, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, just a reminder then, go to theathletic.co.uk forward slash redmenus to get your 50% discount off your yearly subscription fee and the free month thrown in as well uh, for that fantastic rating. And yeah, thank you very much to everyone who's watched, uh, listened to, liked, shared and subscribed today's show. Uh, make sure, okay, you go over to my channel, because why not, uh, and watch the 100K special as well. But thank you very much. Ta-da. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.